0: Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, Becky. Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thank you for inviting me. Good to see you. Well, speak to you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to speak to you as well. So for my audience, why don't you uh, share who you are, what you do for a living, and then maybe one or two of your hobbies.
1: Okay, so I do a really strange thing. So I mix personal development with comedy. So, you know, like quite often you see these, you know, they can be a bit dry and a bit dull, and especially when we talk about mental health, which is also a bit serious. And I add comedy in that. So it's like seeing a stand-up comedian that's going to change your life. So it's 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 a real hybrid mix of stuff. I think it's a little bit like Kyle Cease's work. He's in the US. I'm kind of like the UK equivalent of that.
0: Have you always been funny, like uh, even, as a, even as a child?
1: Yeah, not always intentionally. But yeah, I've always been, the, you know, not really the class clown. But I think it's really started. I, I used to share a flat with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. And I think that my comedy kind of started then. And then I worked on cruise ships and was hanging out with comedians. And I think that there's kind of like a comedy bug that rubs off when you're around comedians. And also, I was working as a theatre electrician. So when you're a woman in a mostly male-dominated environment, learn to be funny or die. So, uh, I mean, this is going back a little way, but uh, yeah, that's kind of where it all stemmed from. And then when I got into personal development, I realized that provocative therapy and provocative psychology uh, really worked at getting people unblocked from limiting beliefs and stuck levels of thinking. So I started to use my, my comedy more and more in my one-to-one session, sessions with clients. And then I found that throughout the lockdown period when I was, I'd gone from being on stage to being in webinars where I couldn't see an audience, I couldn't hear an audience. I, I didn't even know if they were there until they put a comment into the chat box. And I realized that I could even be funny without anyone laughing. So if a tree does fall over in the forest and no one's around to hear it, I am still funny.
0: <laughs> Is storytelling so powerful and you mix you know, making people laugh with that. And, uh, it's like a one, two punch, I'm sure. What are your hobbies besides coming?
1: Dogs, dogs, cause they make me laugh. So, um, again, um, over COVID, I, I was fostering dogs that were coming over from Romania and Bosnia and helping rehome them. I've still got one of them now, which is Buddy. So I spend a lot of my time kind of like rolling around on the floor, getting covered in dog fur. And, uh, I read books. So I go to the theater cause my bug of theater never went away. So now I sit in the audience but yeah, and I took up slow running as well about three years ago. I call it slow running because I can be overtaken by somebody walking. So it's probably more shuffling, but it you know, increases my heart rate and doesn't kill my knees. So it works. And I also love swimming as well. But water is how I relax. So I really need to be around water, which is why I live 200 yards away from the beach. So it's really cool. Oh, wow.
0: That's nice. It's so nice. nice. Yeah. So I want to talk about your morning routine, but I want, to, I want to ask you a business question first, because I mean, you made me think of it, especially with comedy. And like, the, for me, the thought of getting up on a stage and trying to make people laugh terrifies me because you're afraid no one will laugh, of course. And uh, how did you? So in terms of your business, like, how did? I'm sure you had some of those moments. Like, how did you get over that? In terms of the mindset, getting over that fear, was there was there anything you did? Was so it more just putting the reps?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the most important thing for me is that I knew it wasn't about me. If I stood on stage, in fact, this will kill comedy dead. If you stand on stage and you want the audience to like you or love you or laugh, they won't. But if you stand on stage and you're just serving the audience with energy, you're just serving the audience with a vibe, that you're there for them it doesn't matter it's almost like you cease to exist you're just just not important you're there as a vessel for them to have a good time you're there as a vessel for them to learn the minute you get yourself out of the equation mm-hmm. then it works but the minute you do it in order to make the audience like you it's like you're a suck you're pulling the energy of the mm-hmm. audience and they just go you're not having it and they put a blocker up and then you can't get past them so so the best mindset for me is get yourself out of the room, get your ego out of the room. This isn't about you. It's all about the audience. So that's a really great way of overcoming your nerves as well because you listen to the audience then. And a lot of the stuff that I do is real improv, you know, so it just comes to me in a moment and that's when I'm the most funny. When I try and do the scripted stuff, it's much harder. So it's just easier to read the audience, to be at one with the audience and to play with the audience rather than it be about you as the performer.
0: Those are two great tips, like serving your audience and not worrying about yourself and then also the energy, the energy that you bring. I'm thinking of that in terms of like, for me, like sales meetings with potential prospective clients, you know, not worrying about the outcome necessarily, just there to do the best I can with the most energy and serve them the best yeah.
1: and then things will work out. hundred the, percent. And the best people are the ones that say, do you know what? I don't think that this is for you, you know, because I'm listening to yeah. what you're saying that you want and I don't think this is it. And actually, you can end up building so much integrity, and you end up getting a sale maybe in a completely different way. But that kind of thing, I think, is more, you know, it, it, it's more integral and it's better for everybody when we have that attitude. It's just hard to do that when you're broke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> love it. And another thing I love is morning routines, which I want to talk to you about. What does what your uh, ritual look like?
1: I think it looks like exactly what we're talking about, about it being about other people. So I like to start the day, obviously, I get out of bed, I play with the dog and then we go for a walk. And while I'm out walking, I will pick up litter and chuck it in the bins, you know, because quite often in the morning, especially the park where where I live, you get the kids that have been out there drinking beers and stuff in the park and so I'll go down there with my kind of <laughs> my plastic snips, you know, and kind of pick up things and put them in a bag. So I've already started the day by being a good person, which means if I'm a little bit shabby later on in the day, I I can't lose because I started the day in a really good way. I also find being of service in that way clears my head. It's It's a really good way of sort of getting my head set for the day and in the right mindset of, Everything I do, I do in service of other people as much as possible. So to start the day in service is a really good way of doing it. Outside in nature, picking up trash, out with the dog, and then I buy a coffee at the local cafe. Usually, telling one of the one of the baristas because I, I usually make them laugh. They were very kind to me throughout lockdown. They, they stayed open. So I was supplied with decent coffee, which was just which was just mind-blowing. Because the first lockdown, there was no decent coffee. That was the hard, one of the hardest bits. I know I live in a life of privilege. So get my coffee, come back and start my day. You know, so it's a nice way to start. That's It's a nice mindset place.
0: Yeah, very unique morning routine. I, you're definitely the, what, what am I, I think I'm 60 episodes in here, I think, right around that. You're definitely the first guest to mention picking up trash as part of the morning routine. I'm pretty confident that you will be the last. So I love that. it be like the service, you know, adding service to the morning routine.
1: Don't get me wrong. I would love to be a person who says I sit, meditate, journal, do yoga, eat, have a green juice. I'm not that person. And I don't think that, uh, I think I sh- potentially should be that person. I think I'd be healthier if I was that person. I think I'd look better if I was that person. But um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more a kind of a, I think that sometimes that level of introspection, I think that there's a life change point. When you're younger, that level of introspection is important because you're learning who you are and that morning routine teaches you who you are. And that's really relevant. When you get to my age, which is nearly 50, nearly 50, I know who I am. I don't need to do that level of introspection what I now know is I know who I am and I know what matters to me. So, my morning routine is about executing what matters to me, not learning who I am, but learning what I give and how I show up and what the years have, have given me that matters to me. And so, actually, a clean park where kids can play, where they're not going to stumble across alcoholic kind of debris or sometimes needles, but not often, not very <laughs> often in, in my area. I just rather be that person that i have developed over over the years really i guess it's a time thing
0: love it how you do one thing is how you do everything so i'm sure that carries over that. to other areas of your life
1: yeah i that is one of my favorite sayings uh, especially when it comes to dating if you meet someone who's rude to the waiter dump them
0: yes <laughs> at all. that's that's such you a don't great get a tip <laughs> yeah, you don't get yeah.
1: how good looking and how nice you smell you're not getting a second date <laughs>
0: So true though. Yeah. It's so true. One thing you mentioned that I don't think um, we've talked about in this podcast, and this might be a hard question to ask on the spot, but you mentioned you know who you are. How do you find out who you are? Is that do you have anything like a framework around that or anything you can share?
1: I think that that knowing who you are is down to meditation, it is down to self-reflection, it is down to journaling, it is down to all of that stuff that, that we can do, yoga, releasing in the body what is stored in the fascia, so releasing emotions that may have been caught in the body from childhood, all of that stuff is really, really important and then you kind of get to a point where you just kind of go, and for what? What does this matter? What's my why? What am I standing for? So we go from this kind of, an, you know, and I think that these are kind of almost like Joseph Campbell's hero's journeys. You know, we go in the outward journey, the the who am I? And then the hero's journey starts, which is what is the impact that I want to have in the world with the gifts and skills that I've got? And I think it ends loneliness. It ends people feeling so introspective that they become isolated and you go from a period of, of of realization where you go from what do people think of me to realizing that everyone's thinking what does everyone think of me and nobody is looking at anybody else apart from themselves and when you suddenly realize that nobody is thinking anything about you that you suddenly go wow okay so if i want people to think about me because i kind of do because i've been worried what they think of me then i need to do stuff for them i need to make an impact in their lives because that's the only way you can be really seen is in the difference that you make in other people. So so to me, it's it's like, yeah, it's the plant a tree, write a book, leave a legacy. You know, it's, it's it's about the, if you want to change the world, it's about changing an individual perception. You can never change the world, but you can change the the lives of the people that you come into contact with. Even the ones that will never know what it is that you did because you still leave the energy impact behind.
0: Another gem there. I mean, it's so true. I, I think that's really why I started Morning Upgrading. I enjoy my life. I have fun. I enjoy my career. I enjoy running, you know, uh, Valentine, my family, our, our agency. But I just found myself asking a lot of like, why and what real true impact do I actually have? And that's just that birthed this whole Morning Upgrade podcast and blog and everything that's about to come. So I think it's so true. Just asking yourself those questions is, is the starting point.
1: Yeah, it really is, and and I think that you're giving people an excellent framework to ask those questions because those questions are scary, because the first the the, the first response is quite often, well, you, you are you're nothing, and and people don't want to look at that, but actually, that's yeah. a great bloody amazing. Sorry, I swear, but it's a huge blank page. It's a be- It's beautiful because then from that place you can create anything. You know, so I think it's, uh, I think it's beautiful. I love that.
0: I love your energy and I, I like to ask about the meaning of life, but I think we kind of circled around that topic already, but in terms of like your happiness, how do you feed that? You like your energy and your happiness and your fulfillment. How do you personally feed that? I'm assuming the dogs and being outside you mentioned water, but is there anything else you do like habits or anything you can share?
1: Yeah, I think I think that you know uh, happiness is kind of transitory. I know that we we sort of we sort of get confused between the difference between happiness and desire. So mm-hmm. you know that's kind of like a sales technique. We're told that desire and that the achievement of what we desire is happiness, but actually long-term happiness to me is is just it's in all of the small things. I can get completely awestruck by the way that light hits hits water. I actually have my bathroom set up so that when I take a shower, the sunlight hits the – I've just had it redone. So I got it so that the morning sunlight hit the water as the water's cascading down. Light on water, to me, will make me happy. It's the smallest of things that make you happy. And I think that this is when we talk about gratitude. You can get super excited in the moment of just seeing something like sunlight hitting water. depends on – it doesn't do that all year round, but when it does, I just love it. I'm also celiac, so I can't eat gluten. So I get really excited about finding something that I can eat that is exactly as it was if it had gluten in it. And that makes me really happy. So I think that sometimes, you know, happiness is in all of these little small things that, that add up throughout, throughout the day. But I also often am happy about being unhappy, which sounds odd, but it definitely halves your unhappiness. Because if you're unhappy about being unhappy, that's twice the amount of unhappiness you need. So I'm quite often happy about when I'm in a sulk or a moody funk or because that's okay. It's okay to be miserable. And I can be very happy about being miserable. I assume it's because I've got a huge brain that is expanding itself to the entire impact of what's going on in the world. You know, so... Being angry, being unhappy, having a full range of emotions is like the weather. I love weather. I want the storms. I want the rain. I want the full complexity. So in a sense, I think the question should be, what makes you unhappy? Probably nothing. Nothing. Because I'm happy about being unhappy. So nothing makes me unhappy.
0: I mean, and also you need to know, I guess you need to have what unhappiness feels like to know what happiness feels like, right? So there needs to be that those opposites um, with anything in life. And I love uh, appreciating the small things too. I think that's an amazing tip right there as well.
1: Yeah, and flirting outrageously with people who are far too young for me, but are serving me coffee.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So man, this conversation flew. I love the energy that you brought and the answers that you gave. I do have one last question for you. And then we'll wrap up with you sharing how people can connect with you if they want to learn more about you. So my last question is, um, I know you're, you're into personal development and uh, so this this uh, question is very appropriate, but what's your number one personal development tip for my audience?
1: Curiosity. I think there's three elements that really work for your intuition. So I really believe in following intuition. I've written books about that. And to me, it's, That you need a purpose, which is what we've been talking about today. You need to be curious so that your intuition can be heard by you because curiosity opens that. And you need to also have love. There's no point walking around in the world not feeling love. So to me... The strongest of those three would be curiosity. Stay curious because the more curious you are, the more you're walking around with an open heart and the more people interact with you differently to when you're curious to when you're not curious. And if you don't know what I mean by that, if you've ever been traveling or gone on holiday, you're curious about your surroundings and you get more smiles. So you'll get more smiles in your hometown the more curious you are.
0: Excellent way to end this. I appreciate it, Becky. How can people connect with you if they want to learn more?
1: Becky Walsh with a Y, so... BeckyWalsh.com.
0: BeckyWalsh.com. Perfect. Thanks for your time today. It's
1: been lovely to talk to you. Have a lovely one. Bye.
0: You too. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at MorningUpgrade.com for
1: more content.